A buddy of ours, Dave Gorenson's in the studio. Hi, David. Good to see you, sir. Hi, guys. Thanks da- for having me in. David is a business coach, consultant, and now author of a book called Water Your People and Watch Them Grow. Now, on the f- surface of this, David, uh, Dan and I believe everything you believe in. We believe, uh, we believe, without even asking you what this book's about, we know you enough to know that you're a positive dude who believes that if you help people in your business flourish... And find success within their own little dynamic. Their own little dynamics. Uh, it helps everybody. Mm-hmm. All right. Is that am I saying that correctly? You are saying that correctly. Why don't people do it? Um, I think sometimes they think they are. I think sometimes they don't know how, and sometimes they don't think they really need to. Everything's great, or I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. Let's talk about it. Uh, you you deal with businesses time and time again. Uh, that must have that particular one standing right in front of uh, D- Dave. You're a nice guy. Yeah, this is great. Super good. I love it. I read the book. It's fine. I don't have time to talk to my people about that stuff. We're busy, man. Exactly. What do you What do you say in response to that? Uh, I would say that this is the perfect book for them because it's going to give them a story in each in each chapter. It's very short. It's less than a hundred pages, and it's designed for guys just like that. I mean, I've got a client and a longtime friend like that. He's only going to listen to him. He's read that book. I just saw him at a conference I presented at in San Diego last week. So it's short. It's sweet. It's a one-minute management style of storytelling and get to the point. And what's my takeaway? And, you know, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Wouldn't you agree that the corporate culture now looks at people as a line item to keep down as as low as possible? Um, I would say that. A lot of folks feel that way, and it and it does feel that way and show up that way in a lot of places, but not everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also places that realize that, yes, there's a bottom line, but also we can't hit that bottom line without the people. And if we have to do some unfortunate things like we're experiencing in, in this town, there's yeah. a good way and a bad way to communicate that when you have to, but still try and leave them with some dignity, but also let them know they're important. Well, what does water your people? Well, that's a, it's a catchy title, and I think I get it, But because you have to water flowers and make them grow and all right, those kind of things. Right. Uh, what does that mean? Well, um, what that's designed to impart on people is that you know, you've got to give some people some feedback. You've got to give some people some time, even if it's five or ten minutes once a week. Um, but give them some of you and give them um, some of the stuff they need to flourish and develop open up the line of communication a little bit. So in other words, feed them, water them, and watch them grow was an old tagline from an old advertising campaign I had about five years ago somewhere. Let me let me ask you this, though. If you're a middle-level manager, mm-hmm. or maybe even below that a bit, but you have people that you are responsible for that work for you, so mm-hmm. so your job would be to water your people, yep. but then there's somebody above you that, with if the theory goes, right, needs to water you. Right. But... Oftentimes, that part's not happening. So I'm the middle manager. Dan works for me. You're my boss. Okay, uh-huh. let's go it that way. I'm trying real hard to water Dan. I want him to do well. I want to do well. But I'm not getting any of that love from you. In fact, you. you've been told to weed your people. <laughs> yes. yes, I've been told. To With a very heavy pesticide. Yeah, yes. right. I've been told to weed. So, so, But I'm not getting the love from you. Uh, and I, I'm kind of worried about my own gig here. Right. And so then it would be real easy for me to turn inward yep. and not worry about Dan anymore because I had to cover my own butt. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, when we get out of here, go through that book, there's a chapter in there about that very thing. And it was one of the best questions I got last week was, what do you mean by manage up, Dave? Because I think I uh-huh. need to do that. See, tell me about that. 
Well, you just described it. The higher up the food chain you go, the more that boss has got on his plate and the more right. bogeys he's got on his radar screen. So irregardless of what kind of relationship you may have, unless it's terrible, and if it's terrible, you're going to leave or find a different boss. Um, it could be a communication thing. What I'm hearing you say, and I hear all the time, and I heard it last week from guys that are leaders, is I just want some feedback. I just want a little bit of his time. I want to know how I'm doing, but what I need to be doing or learn to do. Because the message is it's good for that boss. It's good for his success. It's good for the organization. If that's happening for you, you may have to take the initiative and just say, can I get on your calendar for 15 minutes? I want to check in with you. There's some things I really need your feedback on. Is part of the problem, too, because you said the upper level of the food chain has so much going on that they don't really want to hear the unrest or the problems or whatever that's below, but they really need to hear it if they want to uh, have a good... That, uh, but I was going to ask that same question. I know a lot of people who own yeah. companies yeah. or are, the, are at the top level, and their biggest frustration is, I would like to try to help everybody, but everybody's crabbing all the time about everything. Right. So if you could open up some different types of communication with those folks, sometimes you can actually reduce the amount of crabbing. But I'm also a believer of having tried to control it back in my days as a manager here in this town. Mm-hmm. You can only control so much. We're not the mind control police. Sometimes people are going to grumble or talk or all that. But if it's every day, all the time, and it's like a poison in your system, then something's got to change. Well, maybe it's you. Maybe it's the lines of communication. But that's actually in that same chapter. Yeah, because you could have a lot of grumbling going on. You think it's the people. You get rid of some and it continues. At some point you go, boy, i got to really change the atmosphere somehow, right? You could address it you know, either in small group settings, team settings, one-on-one settings, trusted confidants that report to you or you work side-by-side side with that you respect. But the bottom line is um, maybe people feel like they're not being heard. Maybe it's one simple thing. That's not, don't we wish that was always the case? But we got to try some different stuff because we get into our ruts and we get stressed out too. Mm-hmm. And if it's not working, try something different. That seems to work more times than not. Uh, let me ask you this. The, they always, I always read this. I, I never know if any manager or owner pays attention to it. But the cost of getting a new employee is way more expensive than trying to save the guy or gal that's working for you, right? Is that true? Totally. But what, it seems that people don't pay attention to that. Uh, maybe that's just my anecdotal stories that I hear. But it seems like to me I don't see enough managers and bosses trying to save somebody, I which, is what, which is at the heart of your book. If you do this stuff in this book, then you, you wouldn't have to worry about turnover all the time. Not always. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the bottom line is I've seen some people, including myself, change that, and I've had, I still do have the, the pleasure of working with some people. I'm thinking of a couple of companies in particular where, um, you know, unless it's something egregious from an ethics – ooh, egregious. Wow. Too much coffee. Super Eth- big word. Yeah. 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 Eth- extra points. Ethics point of view. Um, <laughs> You know, the bottom line is they do hang in or they do try to to figure it out because if they get to a certain point in the curve, they can go the um, unemotional piece. I've got all this invested. This is like a building. You know, I want to try and get my money's worth out of this before we tear it down. Right, right. Or you can do that. They're people. What's going on with them? They used to be great. Let's find out what's off the rails. Yeah, because people are different. They'll look at it both of those different ways. But the bottom line is save the person. Yeah, it's much it's much better for you. You've got a lot invested, but yeah. so do they. And it's better. I hate to say it, but it's the old theme. Better the devil you know than the devil you don't. And it may not be the devil. You might be the devil. 
<laughs> that we're going to end it right yeah. there. Here's the book: Water Your People, Watch Them Grow. Dave Gorenson, longtime friend of ours, twenty years in the business of researching and studying and doing all these management things that are encapsulated in a very easy and uh, important read. How do you get this book? How do we get? You can go to Amazon.com, or right. you can actually go to my website, Gorenson Consulting Inc., and it's on the homepage.